1: From the USA Today Network, welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson.
2: That's right. It's once again time for The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Steve Edelson and Chris Eisman, and the good luck streak of The Chop has come to an end for the first time in our show's history. We're coming to you After a Rutgers loss, the Scarlet Knights lose on the road at Michigan, their first loss of the season. But they are still 3-1 and and redemption just a few days away as those mighty Ohio State Buckeyes prepare to travel to Piscataway to take on Rutgers this coming Saturday, guys. We have a lot to get through in this show. We're going to hear from one of our colleagues out there in Columbus as well for a little scouting report on the Buckeyes. But as we head into this episode, Chris, we'll begin with you. Michigan 20, Rutgers 13. What's your takeaway from that game?
1: Yeah, what a game that was. I don't know if a lot of people or anybody really expected it to go that way. Um, I think it's safe to say that most people were expecting Rutgers to lose a lot more than seven points. Um, But that game had a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, great defense from Rutgers. uh, Completely, you know, it was like a tale of two halves in a lot of ways for Rutgers. There was some you know, debatable fourth down calls by the Scarlet Knights. Um, but overall, just, you know, I, I think that game really showed people that Rutgers is for real, especially on defense, and that they have the ability to compete with the top teams in the Big Ten and hang around, and, you know, obviously, and, and I wrote this yesterday, the next step is beating, you know, these top teams. So they'll get a chance to do that against Ohio State on Saturday, but Rutgers showed a lot. You know, they, they completely shut down Michigan's ru- wanted rushing attack in the second half. Um, I mean, they only gave up 112 yards on the ground and and it just a really impressive performance. They're the first team to really do that at all to Michigan this year to completely take away their offense. So it was an impressive showing. And, you know, if they play like that in the second half, you know, for a full game, they're 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 a tough team to beat. But they just have to take that next step and actually do that against some of these top big 10 teams. But, man, you know what? There, there's games on the schedule that are now very winnable, in my opinion. And a bowl game after that is looking a lot more possible than I think anybody expected coming into the year. And Steve, what were some of your big takeaways from, from
2: Saturday out in Ann Arbor?
3: Well, I, I agree with Chris on everything he said, and it really does change the lens you view this season through right now. Um, you know, we all thought there was a chance you know, probably most people thought a real outside chance this team could uh, go to a bowl game. Now I think it's a real possibility. You know, if if they can play like that, if the defense can play like that, I mean, listen, ag- against teams like that, we're still in the moral victory portion of the program here. You know, those things still count. And, you know, let's face it, this week could be another moral victory and that would still be good. But you, ha- you really had to like what you saw from this team uh, in Ann Arbor.
2: Absolutely. That was step 1, as we've been saying, prove that you belong, and I think that's what they did Saturday and now step 2 as Chris said is to start to win these games and and really that game in Michigan, a couple miscues here and there, they really could have won that game. And and one of the things that Greg Schiano mentioned in his post-game press conference or actually his Monday press conference uh was about third down. So let's hear what the Rutgers coach had to say about third downs.
4: Yeah, I think there's several keys, but that's always one, right? I mean, third down offense and defense, are, uh, you know, it keeps you on the field, keeps the drive going, or you get off. And uh, we certainly make a big deal at around uh, a big deal of it around here on both sides of the ball. And uh, I think in, in modern college football, it's become third and fourth down defense because so many people are going for it more than they used to, including us. And, uh, you know, part of that's the analytics, part of that is, you know, it's harder to, harder to get get the ball in the end zone, um, You get an opportunity, you want to keep it going. Uh, aggression, I don't know what it is, but it's happening across college football. So um, I think third and fourth down defense and third and fourth down offense are, are really critical in every game.
2: And Chris, now as we look ahead to Saturday in Ohio State, uh, third downs just one of the things that Rutgers needs to clean up if they want to take down one of these big teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, interestingly enough, I mean, through the early part of the season, they were not, they were struggling on third down offense, but they were among the best, and they still are the best on third down defense. And so it's going to be very interesting on Saturday. Again, Rutgers has the best third down defense in the Big Ten. Opponents are only converting 22% of their third downs against the Scarlet Knights. Ohio State has the best third down offense in the conference. They're converting 53.3% of their third down opportunity. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup. That's going to be key again, as it has been through the early part of the season. Rutgers has to continue and really to improve on third down offense. But that third down defense is for real.
3: I would argue that fourth down is becoming the most important down in college football right now, because not only do you have to manage when to go for it, when to back off. And, and if you do go for it and make it, it can be a huge, huge thing, keeping a drive alive, or it can be a huge thing against you in terms of momentum for the other team and field position, and as well as on fourth down on defense with everyone going for it now and and taking more chances. So um, I think managing those fourth downs is crazy important for coaches right now.
1: And Greg Sciano has made it clear that they're going to be aggressive on fourth down. I mean, we've seen that. He's he's spoken about it and he's shown it in games. Now, there were two calls, you know, two calls that were debatable against Michigan. The fourth and 10, I didn't necessarily agree with at the end of the, the first half. But I I understand the reasoning. I just didn't necessarily agree with it at that time. The fourth and two later in the game, I thought you had to go for it there. I I had no problem with that call whatsoever. But Greg Shiano has shown. He's talked about it, like I said. He's shown it in games. They're going to be aggressive, and I think that that's the way you got to go. And and an interesting part to this game uh, Saturday,
2: there is some some overlap. There is some history with these programs, uh, a history that Rutgers – Probably uh, doesn't like broadcasted too much, but they are 0 7 against Ohio State. There's been some pretty lopsided games in those seven. Uh, of course, they overlap with recruiting. And then, of course, you have Greg Schiano, who was an assistant out there at Ohio State, even going back before him. Chris Ash came from Ohio State. Uh, let's hear what Greg Schiano had to say.
4: I, I don't know. I mean, it's been three years now, so I'm kind of removed. You know, a lot of the players that are playing, I still have knowledge of, but they've changed. Like we all change, right? So. Uh, I don't want to ever use my frozen in time memory. We played them last year, though, so I think that's as good a a, a um, tool to use for evaluation as anything is, you know, how did it look last year? How's it looked this season so far? Um, but, there, you know, there's several changes. Each year there's changes in staff. There's changes in players. So you just have to stay current.
2: That audio there from Rutgers Athletics. Last year's game, Chris uh, – the score might not show it, but it really was a tale of two halves there as Rutgers did play better in the second half in a loss to Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were it's sort of like this game against Michigan, right? I mean, they were getting blown out at halftime last year against Ohio State in Columbus um, and then came out in the second half and and really played well and gave the Buckeyes a, a, a challenge. You know, used a lot of trick plays. Um, they opened up the playbook that day. And I think a lot of people kind of were surprised by how well Rutgers played in the second half, especially considering how poorly the first half was going. But, you know, again, it was a 22-point loss in that game. Um, I think, you know, it, it's – they just have to come out and they have to play that way from the start. And this is a very – and we'll get into it later, you know, especially as we talked to, you know, Joey Kaufman. But this is a very different Ohio State team. They're a little bit more vulnerable in some ways. So, um, yeah, I mean, last year's game was, was – it was an interesting one for sure. But Rutgers just wants to get out to a better start than they did last year. And you mentioned Joey Kaufman, our colleague from
2: the USA Today Network from the Columbus Dispatch. We caught up with him the other day to discuss the Ohio State Buckeyes as they prepare to take on Rutgers this Saturday. Let's listen to Joey and what he had to say. That's right, Ohio State on the road this weekend to take on Rutgers in Piscataway. And for a closer look at those Ohio State Buckeyes, we welcome in our USA Today Network colleague, Joey Kaufman, comes to us from the Columbus Dispatch, and he covers Ohio State out there in Ohio. Joey, thanks so much for joining the show. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing all right. appreciate you all having me.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we're all looking forward to Saturday. I know that. Uh, what is the state of the program out there right now for Ohio State? Uh, they're 3-1, and one, ranked 11th. Uh, they're getting ready to hit the road uh, to take on Rutgers. And
0: just kind of what's the state of the program right now? Angst. I think it's probably the best <laughs> word to describe Ohio State's first month of the season because they are 3-1. and one. They are just outside the top 10. I think number 10 in the USA Today poll and, and the coaches poll and number 11 in the AP poll. But they haven't always looked impressive. I think people have doubts about which quarterback, maybe fans, about which quarterback is the best moving forward, either C.J. Stroud or Kyle McCord. And the defense is probably the biggest question marks that we've seen throughout the year. It's not your typical Ohio State defense. That's that's where we're at.
1: Joey, when you look at these two quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and Kyle McCord, obviously, you know what have you seen? We know that Kyle McCord is only you know started one game so far against Akron the other day, but what have you seen from him? And then what did you see from Stroud? And then what's kind of the status of this quarterback situation going up again into Saturday against Rutgers?
0: They've both been similar from week to week in that they both have looked nervous early on. They both had some early jitters in the game and they were able to, to put that aside after maybe a rough first or second series and, and really settle in and progress as the, the game goes along. I think that's, it's a testament uh, to both players and and the coaching staff for being able to, to call a game and help them them get better as the game has gone along. We, we don't really know who's actually going to start at this point moving forward. We'll have state. I guess we're recording this on, on Monday, if you haven't already mentioned that earlier in the show. But Ryan Day didn't commit to either one of the starter after the game, which is probably the most interesting point is, even though C.J. Stroud got hurt, he hasn't committed to C.J. Stroud long term. He hasn't said that he's hurt, and when he's healthy, he's our starter. He, he was pretty much gave him an gave himself an out where, if even if C.J. Stroud is fully recovered, it's possible he could start Kyle McCord. I think he will ultimately stick with C.J. Stroud just because he didn't really play poorly enough. I think to lose the job early on, and he threw for a whole bunch of yards against Oregon and. And Day was very impassioned after that Oregon game when he was asked about Stroud's performance. He said he's not our issue, and, and put a lot of the placed a lot of the blame at the, at the feet of Ohio State's defense. So I think ultimately, if CJ Stroud is healthy, he will play. But but we just don't fully know the extent of his shoulder issue, and, and Ohio State is fairly tight lipped about player injuries.
3: Hey Joey, I'm just curious what your sense is of what. Buckeye Nation kind of thinks of Rutgers football, Uh, whether they have maybe more respect for them than they had a few years ago, or is this still the team they were 52-and-a-half-point favorites over a couple of years ago?
0: I don't know if Rutgers really registered all that much on the radar of of most Ohio State fans until until maybe now. I think there's a little bit of a curiosity about Rutgers, just the 3-0 start, playing well at Michigan, and – really winning that game. And I think people see them now as maybe a, an actual roadblock in the big tennis. I think I remember back in 2019 when the, when the teams played late in November, that was uh, after Chris Ash had been fired and Ohio state basically treated it like uh, one of those sec teams playing uh, an FCS team in November where you, you arrest all your starters a week before all the rivalry games. I don't think you can do that now against Rutgers. I think they're, they're a team that looks like they're going to be bowl eligible. They're, they're a, team that can uh, punch its weight. And I, and I think that's going to probably have a lot of state's attention a little more in recent years. I just, the, the, I mean, to me, I guess the answer to answer your question is, is they actually have a lot of state's attention now, or maybe they didn't have that in the past.
2: And this will be a road test for Ohio State, too. They haven't played a road game since the opening weekend. That was September 2nd, so a month to the day. They go on the road to take on uh, Rutgers. And as we've been saying this entire show, uh, you know, this is a team eager to prove they belong on the same field as these Big Ten big boys. Uh, what's the, what's the, the chatter around Ohio State as they get ready for uh, a game that might be more of a road test than, than others might think?
0: The interesting part about this Ohio State roster is how young it is. They have, I think, about 40 players or so who are either freshmen or redshirt freshmen, so it's a very uh, – among those are scholarship players. So that's a huge chunk of their roster who is not at all accustomed to going into a road environment, last year obviously being no fans at games. So they're just not really used to being in that situation, especially at a lot of key spots. You have C.J. Stroud, Kyle common at quarterback. They also started a true freshman at running back. And Trevion Henderson. instead set a true freshman at corner and Denzel Burke. They start some redshirt freshmen in Cam Martinez and Lathan Ramsom and also in the secondary. You have maybe a, a, a true freshman starting on the defensive line and JT two Malow. So it's it's a pretty young team who just doesn't have a ton of experience being in a, a tight game on the road. The crowds roaring, there's there's momentum swings. They haven't really lived those experiences.
1: And Joey, too. Just uh, with with Kayvon Pope, obviously the strange, bizarre incident that happened the other day during the Akron game, um, and now he's obviously dismissed from the program. I mean, what? How odd was that to go to see that happen, and, and then the just what was kind of being said about a post game, and then how is this going to impact the defense going forward?
0: Truly, truly an odd, bizarre situation. I mean, I, in full disclosure, I missed the immediate interaction from, but just from talking to other reporters, what it sounded like was. That he was waved off the field. Kayvon Pope is a senior linebacker who hasn't really played a whole lot to start this year, but thought maybe he was going to play more because they had a lot of losses at the linebacker spot. They lost all of their starters tough Borland, uh Pete Warner, Justin Hillier, Baron Browning, all those guys left. So he was somebody who thought he was going to play more. Hasn't happened earlier in this year. Only played 31 snaps on defense in the first three games and looks like he's going to rotate in, in the second quarter. Instead, he's told to stay on the sideline. And I, yes, it reached the boiling point because there was uh, some back and forth between him and the coaches, and it escalated enough that the staff felt compelled to send him to the locker room, and he was escorted there by team fish, a team official who basically scurried him all up, up the tunnel, and then that was the last we saw of, of Kayvon Pope, but it was not the last we heard because then he went on a, uh, a tweet uh, thread where he uh, decided to tweet some expletives at, uh, at Ohio State. I don't know how family-friendly this podcast is, but it uh, <laughs> people can do a Google search and uh, just look for themselves. But he said some unkindly things about uh, Ohio State and said some wished his teammates good luck. And on Sunday, he was then dismissed from the team. I think maybe if not for the tweets, maybe you could have made a, a case that it was, oh, uh, well, well, the heat of the moment and, and things like that. But, yeah, you know, on the team, it doesn't really – it's a distraction. It's not great optics, but in terms of their rotation and stuff, it's not – It's not as if he was somebody who was playing a bunch of reps and and now they're missing a key starter, a key contributor. So that's where things are with with Kayvon Pope. He is uh, dismissed from the Sunday, and today's Monday he's in the transfer pool.
2: And finally, Joey, uh, as Ohio State comes to Piscataway, uh, about 15-point favorites on the road. Uh, Just curious how you see this game playing out on Saturday based on what Ohio State does well. What they don't do so well, uh, taking on this Rutgers team. Just your thoughts for for how you think things will play out on Saturday.
0: The point spread's wild, just because. I mean, two years ago it was, it was what was it, fifty two points? I think that's the, basically the the heaviest favorite Ohio State has ever been in in the last two decades, or, or as far as back as I'm going to look up point spreads. But the I think. To me, it feels like it really could be a competitive game. I think Ohio, or I think Rutgers' defense is going to make things challenging on Ohio State's offense, and Rutgers' offense is probably not going to produce enough fireworks to really give Ohio State's defense enough trouble. So I'm, I think it's an interesting matchup from that standpoint, where it seems like both of the, both of the team's best units will go up against each other, and their worst units will go up against each other. And, and to me, I'm curious how Ohio State's offense will respond and some guys like Trayvon Henderson has really uh, come onto the scene the last two weeks. He broke Archie Griffin's freshman rushing record against Tulsa, but Buckers will clearly be the best front they've run up against. And I think that's going to be an interesting challenge for, for a lot of the Ohio State's younger players to truly take stock of, of how much they've progressed the last couple weeks.
2: it should be interesting to see on Saturday. I know we're all looking forward to it. And Joey, just want to thank you for stopping by the show and and giving us all of your Ohio State knowledge here today.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
2: Again, thanks to our colleague Joey Kaufman from the Columbus Dispatch. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Joey R. Kaufman. Our thanks to him for stopping by the show. So let's get into now our predictions and previews for this game. Saturday, 3.30 in Piscataway. Uh, obviously, a, a lot of eyes will be on Rutgers to see if they can follow up that Michigan performance with another strong performance and maybe take down Ohio State on their home field. Uh, let's hear what Greg Schiano first had to say about creating that game day atmosphere as Rutgers hopes to use that home field advantage.
4: I think that's a great question because I think we're doing just that. Um, you know, we've had two home games and, you know, I'm very... Um, Focused on what we're doing, but I spend time on that part of the program with people that that's their job. But I do have I do spend some time on that because when you build a program, as you're mentioning, it's everything. It's the recruiting, it's the coaching, it's the scheme, it's also the game day environment. You know, it's the the students are so important. You know, this is a college football team at a at a awesome AAU university. And I want our students to have something that they can come here, be proud of first of what we do on the field, but enjoy the day and we got a great student section, and I've been really proud of them. They've gotten here, we've had some early games, they've gotten here, we had some games that you know, I'm really proud when I look up there in our warm ups and they're in there that that to me is really cool, and especially when we had the the early game and they were there, like people say they won't do that. Well, they did that day, and uh, that's that's what that's what we need and then i I kind of like can hear the crowd having their own things and I'm in the huddle talking but I can just hear a bunch of stuff going on in the stadium while the play is stopped and that to me is that's what college kids want to do they want to have fun make it a fun day for them and that's that's what uh you know we have people that do a great job of promoting that and I'm proud of the way they're doing that it's not going to happen overnight um, but it's going to happen here and it's going to be a lot of fun to go to a Rutgers football game. That's, you know, starts with winning. I get that. But then there's more to it than just that.
2: And Steve, I want to get your thoughts on that because you're the one that actually asked that question in the press conference about the 12th man uh, for Rutgers. And you can almost hear in Greg Schiano's voice just how excited he is to talk about that topic and how eager he is to build up that home field advantage.
3: Well, I think as you watch games from around the college football landscape and you see some of these home and home field advantages teams have, you know, that is so important. If you want to take your program to the next level and that's going to be part of the Rutgers process is making it an environment where teams do not want to come to Piscataway. And it's important because every time you go to Ohio state and you go to Michigan and these other places, that's what you face. So you have to make it that way for them to kind of even the playing field. And uh, it will be very interesting to see the atmosphere. I think it's going to be crazy. I really do. And especially after, you know, no fans last year, uh, to, this is kind of the first, you know, coming out party, so to speak. I mean, they've had home games, but you know, those were non-conference games against teams, you know, people mildly cared about now it's Ohio state coming to town. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting.
2: It, it will be. And and we're obviously looking forward to this. So we want to get into our predictions and what we think we will see on Saturday. Uh, Rutgers, they are 15-point underdogs at home. That's a big number for, for what we're expecting to be a crazy environment for a team that seems to be improving, starting to turn that corner. 15 points. Uh, the over-under about 56.5 as of right now. Rutgers uh, 4-0, I believe, against the spread this year, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll start with you, Chris. Uh, just what are you expecting for Saturday? What are your bold predictions, and what's your score prediction?
1: Well... I think that I agree with Steve. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere, right? This is an opportunity for fans to really show up and and turn SHI Stadium into a true home field advantage, as Greg Schiano was talking about and, and Steve mentioned. I, I think that Rutgers is going to make this a good game, but this is still Ohio State. This is still a very good football team that's loaded with talent, right? They lost. They have one loss this year, and it was to Oregon, and it was a 35-28 loss. Oregon's one of the best teams in the country. But where they rank in several court categories, high in the conference in offense, they rank among the lowest in defense. So I think that this is going to be a real opportunity for Rutgers offense to take advantage of that, take advantage of a more uh, vulnerable Ohio State defense than they've had in a long time. They're still very good. I mean, Haskell Garrett's one of the best offensive tackles in the Big Ten Conference. So he's going to be a challenge for Rutgers offensive line, which is improving, but is starting to relatively or not even relatively two inexperienced players on the right side in uh, Troy Rainey at guard and uh, Holland Pierce at right tackle. So that's going to be a challenge for this offensive line to handle um, the, the, you know, the defensive line, Ohio state. But I do think that there's, there's some vulnerabilities there for for Ohio state for sure. We don't know who's going to start a cornerback quarterback right now, whether it's going to be CJ Stroud or or Kyle McCord, by the way, Kyle McCord a Mount Laurel uh, native. So he could be coming back to his home state and getting the opportunity to start as we talked about with, with Joey. So I think this is going to be a really a good game. I'm going to say Ohio State does win it though. I'm going to say 31-21. I just you know I'm not sure if Rutgers at this point is ready to take that step and take down a game a a team like Ohio State. I think it'll also be key to get uh, the running game going. Isaiah Pacheco had a great game against Michigan, 107 yards and 20 carries. If they can get that going, I think that would be huge. But I do think that Ohio State still, you know, maybe a little bit weaker than they've been in years past, but they're still Ohio State. Steve, how about you? What are you looking for on Saturday?
3: Well, I think it's an interesting measuring stick for for Rutgers for sure, especially after what happened at Michigan last week. You know, I think one of the problems is, you know, Ohio State, you know, they are desperate to get back in the mix for the college football playoffs. And they obviously can't lose another game and style points matter. You know, so I would look for them to have pedal to the metal in all areas in this game, trying to really stick it to Rutgers and come out with an impressive victory. So, from that standpoint, you know, I think you're you're going to be facing a very hungry Buckeye team here. Uh, with that said. You know, I think what you saw in Ann Arbor last week gives you hope that Rutgers can really hang with this team, particularly in front of an energetic home crowd. You know, which is is sure to get this team really ramped up. Um, again, I, I think I think if Rutgers can get the ground game going, if they can get Isaiah Pacheco on track. Um, that could open up some some little spots for Noah Vedral to to hit a few passes and and kind of get the chains moving, keep the Ohio State offense off the field, and gain a little confidence. You know, and, and likewise, I, I, I think the real key is is the Rutgers run defense. You know, if if they can step up, you know, if they can uh, kind of shut down Trevion Henderson, I think they've got a chance. As you said, 4 and 0 against the spread. I think they're going to go 5 and 0 against the spread. 15 and a half points. I can see them making it a close game. I am going to go with Rutgers covering 24-14 Ohio State.
2: All right, interesting there. Uh for me, I just think the, the key to any upset bid is getting uh, a non-traditional touchdown, I guess I'll call it, whether it be a, a score from the defense, a score from special teams, whether it be the special teams or defense setting up a, an easy drive for a touchdown. Uh, I think that's the key to any upset bid. And I do think if Rutgers gets one of those, they're not necessarily going to win, but I do like them to cover to go 5-0 and against the spread. Uh, I'll say Ohio State 31, Rutgers 24 on Saturday. Uh, So we shall see. It should be a fun game. Of course, be sure to read Steve and Chris's coverage across the USA Today Network, APP.com, NorthJersey.com. Again, shout out to Joey Kaufman from Columbus Dispatch for coming on the show. And thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform. We're looking forward to Saturday. Of course, we'll be back next week to wrap it up and preview the next Rutgers game. So we hope you stick with us. For Steve, for Chris, I'm Ryan, and thanks for listening to the chop.